Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Well, my name's Tim, I'm on the ministry team, and I'm the wild card, I think, when it comes to... <laughs> I think I heard a little bit, I was, I was problem-solving something, but... Um... So as we, we dive into the Word, I wonder what this year looked like, just gone. 2023, how was it? I won't tell you how it was for me, but... Whew, man, what a year! Are there things that you would do differently? Are there things that you would do the same? Are there things that maybe you would tweak a little bit? I know at the start of every year, I tend to set some goals. And I sit down and I sort of compartmentalise my life and try and set goals for my family, for my spiritual journey, for my work, but also some of my hobbies. Like I set some targets. I've been trying to finish a car for about 18 years, it feels like. This is the year. This is the year. (laughs) 2016, I think I started that. It was still going, still not finished. But I set goals. I set goals. And I think sometimes that's the problem. Who's trying to steer the year that is ahead for you? When it comes to 2024, like, what's the right path for you? What's the right path for us as a church? What's the way that we fulfill what God has placed on our lives? Psalm 23 verse 3 says, He guides me along the right path. He guides me along the right path. And today as we dive into scripture, if you've had a rough year, this year just gone, or if you're planning for this year, then this message is really going to help. I know it's going to help me, and I'm sure it's going to help you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that in 2024 that you would guide us on the right path. As we process the things of the year just gone and we look to the year ahead, Lord, we ask that you would guide us. Would you open our heart to receive your word today, but also in the weeks to come, as we look at where you are guiding us and directing us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Actually, if you've got your Bibles, I'd encourage you to to open them up to Psalm 23. Or as I used to say as a kid, Psalm. The English language, seriously. Who puts a P? Anyway. An incredibly well-known, and well-known psalm written by David, but also a beautiful psalm. And we're going to spend some time in this psalm, just pulling it apart. There's a specific part we're going to spend more time than the, the rest of it, and we could preach a whole series on this incredible part of Scripture of God's Word. But starting in Psalm 23, in verse 1, it says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Who needs that? He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. If the Lord is our shepherd, see a shepherd is someone that that guides us, that leads us. It's not like the Lord is a sheep. 
You know, the Lord's not a sheep. I don't know if you've, you've ever seen a bunch of sheep in a paddock and all of a sudden, I don't know what jumps in the first sheep's mind. It's kind of like, ah, oh, I've got to run. And it runs. And all the other sheep go, oh, I've got to follow. And they start running. And then for no reason, on a perfectly flat bit of ground, the sheep will all of a sudden... And every other sheep that follows <laughs> jumps nothing. They just follow each other. They don't know who's leading them. Nothing. They're just sheep. They're stupid. They're, 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 they're sheep. I'm a far- I grew up in the country, right? And shepherd, you know, shepherds lie down, you know, give their lives for their sheep. So they protect them. But, but sheep, you know, if you don't shear a sheep, it will die because it grows too much wool. It's the way they're designed nowadays. They need to be cared for. And sometimes in life, when it comes to, to who leads us, we think that we can lead ourselves. We think that we can be in charge. And I'm not saying this in any disrespectful way, but the Bible says it. We are sheep. Which means we're running towards things that we have no idea what we're running towards. We're jumping over nothing. And sometimes we think we can follow people because I've got the answers. Well, I'm sorry, they're jumping over nothing and you're jumping because they're jumping. And hey, we need a shepherd, don't we? We need someone to guide us. We need someone to lead us. And we see in Scripture that, that, that God says that, that he lacks nothing. Like I lack nothing when I follow the shepherd. He wants me to lie down in greener pastures, but I can't find them by myself. He leads me besides quiet waters. Now, like, I love energetic stuff, jumping in the middle of church. <laughs> I, I love that sort of thing. And, you know, and, a, and the idea of a quiet stream, sometimes I'm like, oh, give me the rapids. You know? But hey, in life, we gotta, we need some quiet, we need some safety, some still waters. We need our soul to be refreshed. What I find incredibly um, controversial or stagnant when it comes to planning the year is all the sayings that we hear about this time of the year. All the sayings that, that I've grown up with and in the leadership space, I've spent a lot of time sort of in leadership um, books and podcasts and trying to, to educate and done study at a, at a university level. And some of the sayings that we hear, uh, you know, if you don't move, you won't go anywhere. If you don't control your diary, your diary will control you. If you don't work proactively, you will work reactively. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. If you lead yourself, who's to say you're right or wrong? And so all these things sound great, but if God's not at the centre, where are we going? The interesting part is in verse 3 where it says, he guides me along the right path. It doesn't always mean that it's going to be the easy path. The very next verse, in verse 4, it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. In other translations, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And a shepherd's rod wasn't used as a, as, like it was used to protect the sheep, but the, the end of a shepherd's crook, that, that curvy bit on the shepherd's rod that you, you'll, 
um, may recall from movies or, or seen it in, in the illustrated Bibles, the, the shepherd's rod had a, a curve at the end. And that curve was designed to actually fit around a sheep's leg, to sort of be able to hook around the leg and the chest area so that if a sheep fell into a crevice or was stuck in, in rapids in the water, the shepherd could use the crook, could use the staff to reach in and rescue that animal. It was designed in a shape that was designed for you and for me. And the crook wasn't meant to be like a weapon to be afraid of, but actually to bring us comfort and security. Because when the shepherd had the tools, it meant that we were safe. When it meant that when we went into rapids or we went into dangerous areas, the shepherd was the one that could rescue us. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The right path this year may be a bit rocky for some of us. The right path for us may, may have things that we couldn't have planned for. Actually, John 16, verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. God never said, it's going to be really easy. 2024, it's a breeze, right? God never said that. He actually said, in this world, you will have troubled, trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Ever since we go back to the very first book in the Bible of Genesis, we see when we try to do our own plans, it doesn't go well, Adam and Eve. It doesn't go well. All the way through the Old Testament, you see when God's people turned to God, things went well. When they turned to themselves, things not so well. Look at the book of Judges. We see even in our own lives, there's times when we follow God and we're passionate and maybe we forget about it for a bit and we lose the, the passion or the habit and all of a sudden we start doing it on our own strength and it doesn't go so well. In verse 5 it says this, You prepare a table for before me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In researching this, I found a message by Louis Giglio, which was just phenomenal, and also uh, another Church of Christ pastor, Matt Destry, from Discovery Church. And I thought the illustrations were too good not to borrow. <laughs> Stole them. And it looks a little bit like this. I didn't steal the food. But it's kind of like this. It's like God, the creator of the universe. In the Bible, in Psalm 23, verse 5, says, You prepare a table before me. God prepares a table for you. Like, that's nuts, right? The creator of the universe has actually set out a spread. For you and for me. And it's like, wow. He wants us to sit and, and have a meal. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, God. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm good. No, that doesn't, you really want to know how I'm doing. Like, oh, oh, I, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk with your mouth full. <laughs> 
Mmm, good grapes. Man, Thank, this is really good. Man, look at that. That's a um, crackers. Yep. What kind of cheese is this? Yeah? Oh. That's a really small bit of cheese. Oh, yeah, cool. Nice. Wow. This is. Mmm. Thank you. Yeah. Should pour some for you. Thank you. Wow. God prepares a meal for us. Let this sink in for a second. God prepares a meal for us. But it says in the presence of our enemies. And one of the things I think becomes our enemy is just our our lives, our time. Quite often, rather than sitting with God, sitting with him, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator, you think about what our life is like nowadays. And rather than sitting with God, usually it's a bit more like this. It's like, oh, God, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Can I... Look, I've got a thing. Um, I've got some stuff coming up. Can I just grab some of those? Thank you. And I've got... um, I'll just grab, grab that one. I'll get this to go. Um, thank you, thank you like King of Kings, Lord of Lords this is amazing Um, one more thing, thank you so much I'll just uh, yeah hashtag living the King's life Um, thanks, yeah so good, thank you, thank you I will see you next Sunday but I'm all in, I'm all in for you like see the post, yes do you want to see? Do you want to see how? See what? I didn't actually take a photo. It's just my. <laughs> but you see, like, isn't that our lives? Like, we've got no time. We're so rash. We, 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 like, the King of Kings prepares a meal for us. And we don't have time. It says in, in the presence of our enemies. And, and God prepares a meal, but sometimes our enemies just sort of creep in. Times, and, and it happens so naturally. We've got a newly married couple over here. It's like, can I just, can I just jump in? Can I sit in there? No. <laughs> just, 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 just there. Like, like just like, you know, like, <laughs> you've been kicked off. <laughs> so like, has she got any like habits that annoy her? Yeah, she's got, she got any habits, like any... I won't, you don't have to answer it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But you see how easily it happens. And I love that you guys said no, because you didn't want. Not that I'm your enemy, I'm on your side, but, but it happens so naturally, doesn't it? That you just, stuff can creep in. And it just, just seems so natural, like, oh, yeah. Got any... Any habits, or you got, you know, stuff can creep in to our relationship with God, our relationship with one another. They can distract us from what we're meant to be doing. The passage goes on and says this, verse 5 You prepare 
a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. This idea of being anointed with oil is that you are chosen. The practice of anointing with oil would be that, that the animals back in those days would get little bugs in their, their wool, their fur. And they would essentially do what bugs do and burrow in and, and could really damage or, or kill the animal. And because oil was, was expensive, they would take oil and they would pour it on chosen animals, the, the really good ones, to say, hey, I want to protect you. You are chosen. You are set apart. And this practice of anointing with oil started in that way. And what God is saying that you are precious to me. You are chosen. I want to anoint you with oil because you are set apart. But not only just a little bit of oil, your cup's going to overflow because I love you that much. I want to spend time with you. Don't rush. Don't do the takeaway version. Have the meal. Sit in the presence of God. There's going to be enemies trying to steal a spot at the table. There's going to be things trying to to, to run interference and get in the way of our time with God and the time that God wants to spend with us and, and with guiding us as the shepherd. Don't give him a seat at the table. You guys were amazing. I still love that you said no. That's perfect. Because we've got to say no. We've got to say no to, to, to the enemy. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. My question this morning is this. Will you allow time for the king in 2024? Will you allow time for the king in 2024? We live busy lives. We really do. For some of us, we already know what we're doing after this. And we know what the, the evening looks like because New Year's Eve and there's things and there's plan and there's preparation. And sometimes we prepare things so much that we don't allow time for the king. When it comes to to coming to church, here's a simple one. If I was to ask you, you know, families with kids, would you bring your kid late to a game that they were competing in when they came to a sporting event? Would you turn up late? Would you turn up 15 minutes late for work? Yeah, you guys know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Why is it that we... We're late when it comes to coming to worship God. Why is it that in our priority list, when it, when it comes time to cut something, it seems to be our spiritual practices that we cut? It's like, man, I've got a flat-out week. I've got so much on. I'm so stressed. I've got sport. I've got work. I've got family pressure. I've got other commitments. I've got an SAGU. I've got all this stuff. Oh, I'm just feeling so heavy, so heavy. There's so much stuff. So the one thing I won't do is go to Bible study. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. It's been such a big week. I've got one sleep in for the week and I don't know. So, yeah, look, maybe I'll just watch church online. Maybe, if I remember. I'm happy that it's on demand, so I'll watch it in the afternoon or I'll watch it later. 
I know there's circumstances where the only way you can watch church is online. Will you allow time for the king in 2024? God loves you. He wants you to to live a life in green pastures, walking beside still waters. And to finish the message, I want to do this. I'm going to read Psalm 23 again. I'm going to ask us just in a moment to, to sit in the silence and to open your hearts to what God wants to speak to you. And I'm going to read the psalm again and just listen to the words. Let them seep in. And then I'm going to pray. As I pray, I invite the man to come up. And this year, I want to encourage us to allow time for God to sit at the table with him. Let him to ask the questions, answer them honestly, and go deeper in your relationship with him. Let's close our eyes and in the silence, listen to the words of the scripture of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that this year that has been gone, that we would learn some lessons, that we would dwell on the good, we would learn from the bad. We would worship those moments where you were active in our life as an offering to you of your goodness and your kindness. And Lord, as we go into a new year, may we do this with you leading us as the shepherd. Would you guide us where you want us to go? Lord, would we have enough faith and trust in you to go through those dark valleys without fear because we know you have called us there? Lord, would we take time to sit by the still water, to sit at the table that you prepare for us? Lord, not wanting to move on quickly or rush to the next thing, but to stop and meditate on your word and your love and your teaching and your voice. And Lord, this year, would we not make plans for ourselves, but would we be guided by your plans for us, both as individuals, as families, and as your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. 
If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.